If you are a leader seeking personal growth, you're in the right place. I'm Nina Ellison, publishing a monthly podcast on soft skills that are needed as never before in your leadership journey. It's common knowledge that there's, there's nothing soft about soft skills. And I welcome you today as I explore the soft skill of interprofessional collaboration, IPC. Before I share with you the secret sauce to IPC, let me highlight four reasons that interprofessional collaboration matter as a soft skill. What I have learned from my own experience is this. You grow exponentially as a leader when you increase your ability to share knowledge that is timely and relevant across professions. My first reason to pursue IPC is that it creates common good. When we consider collaborating with those we would not normally connect with, a natural outcome is that a larger body of people are served. In 2020, as the impact of the COVID pandemic increased, an operator of a fast food restaurant who had a drive-through service was asked by an operations leader from a local hospital to collaborate on an analyzing and refining the pharmacy drive-through system and process. Two outcomes from time spent were obvious to the community. First, common good was impacted with improved service for those needing COVID testing. Second, more work was done in less time. This was a win for creating common good through interprofessional collaboration. The second reason that interprofessional collaboration matters is that it amplifies curiosity. It gives it space to stand. I am a board certified nurse practitioner, and recently I attended a healthcare conference at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville with the School of Nursing. The topic was opioid use disorders. I was filling the role of an external evaluator. Conference presenters included nurse practitioners, nurse anesthetists, physicians, pharmacists, anesthesiologists, social workers, and the local county coroner. The coroner was the surprise collaborator as he shared facts, trends, and the current reality of substance use disorders on the street. Attendees in the room listened closely to his stories and to his perspectives. You could have heard a pin drop in the room. As this was a hybrid conference, chat room comments reflected the same thing. One in particular stood out. As someone wrote, I am glued to my computer. The curiosity emerging from the coroner's presentation was different from the other equally engaging presenters. As an evaluator, I noted that this top-notch interprofessional conference was offering education that inspired curiosity. Albert Einstein was once quoted as saying, the important thing is to not stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. A third reason for the pursuit of IPC is that it yields opportunities for a change in our perspectives. Interprofessional thinking allows for new connections between the strengths of the various disciplines represented. Newly integrated thoughts and ideas inspire generative dialogue, bringing a more comprehensive solution to the table. Derwin Gray writes, when we're in bubbles of sameness, we are trapped in rooms of ignorance. Avoiding interprofessional collaboration keeps us living in a bubble where we have solutions that fit us, but perhaps no one else. IPC moves us to respond to the question, do our solutions fit those who are different from us and yet are equally as impacted by the concern that is the topic of dialogue? So far, I've talked about the impact of common good, 
curiosity, and changed perspectives. When your perspectives begin to shift, an opportunity opens up for increased critical thinking and problem solving. Remember that critical thinking model, the RED model? It's fairly well known. The R stands for recognize your assumptions. E, evaluate your arguments. And D, draw your conclusion. To me, that's the fourth reason why I believe IPC matters. It increases critical thinking and problem solving. While in Copenhagen participating in a relational coordination roundtable, I met a leader of a global construction company. This leader was using the work of Brandeis University researcher and relational coordinator founder, Dr. Jody Jattel. He shared that coordinating interdependent collaboration between the roles of contractors and subcontractors resulted in saving millions of dollars. Today, I'll just share four of the seven dimensions of relational coordination that influenced the critical thinking and problem solving in this global construction company. The four I mentioned are frequent communication, accurate communication, shared goals, and mutual respect. This global leader increased the overall success of his company through pursuing pathways to take multiple teams to greater solutioning through critical thinking and problem solving. This work done through relational coordination is a powerful example. So common good, curiosity, change in perspective, and critical thinking. These four C's highlight why IPC is a worthy soft skill to develop. Don't be fooled. IPC won't just happen. It's a skill that can be learned and be refined. I had the opportunity to attend an executive leadership course at Yale University on diversity and inclusion. The final project for this experience was to select work that was already underway and determine if the right people were included at the decision-making table. I humbly confess that when I first started considering missed connections, I didn't see any. I felt the team was diverse and well-represented with the different facets of the work that was being done. As the weeks went by, I, I saw an increase in my own curiosity as some of my perspectives shifted and I recognized that, yes, I, I had room for more critical thinking. I saw a gap, a gap that had been there from the beginning. And it would be great if I could tell you I went back to the team that I was collaborating with and I shared my ideas and everybody was thrilled. But that wasn't the case. Not everybody wanted to add in another person. Seeing this as more work, one more voice to listen to, someone coming from a different professional perspective. This is when I realized that soft skills make a difference and outcomes. So there you have it. Did you pick up on what the secret sauce is? I feel like I should say drum roll, please. The secret sauce to interprofessional collaboration is inclusion. It matters who's at the table if you want to see outcomes where common good is created, where curiosity is amplified, where perspectives shift, and critical thinking gains momentum. Who you collaborate with does influence your outcomes. Are you considering increasing interprofessional teamwork as a part of your leadership strategy? Here are four simple steps that I recommend for you to consider. The first is determine your shared values. These values will become your team's fundamentals and distinctive characteristics, like your DNA. When I say DNA, I'm referring to values that will hold you steady as you develop, as you sustain, and potentially reproduce. 
When forming a proposal for interprofessional collaboration, affirming shared values is critical work that is often left off the first agenda. In my work, I hear this over and over again. We'll get the actual work done, and then we'll spend time on values. If you want the secret sauce at the IPC table, inclusion begins with shared values. All who come to the table agree to embrace the same DNA. It's a choice. For example, consider the value of boundaries. What do boundaries mean to this group and how do they want to define it? How do they plan to communicate this value to the body of people who will be participating in this experience? And there's more. I would recommend three to five values at least that come to the top as you start to think about this idea of different professions coming together for an experience. And then once these values are confirmed or aligned, the second step is to be intentional in honoring each other. Here's the top 10 list I refer to as I continue to grow in this area. I refer to these when I want to stay focused on honoring those I collaborate with. And I'll start with number 10. Pursue common ground. It's always easier to tear down than to build up. Number nine, come ready to learn. Number eight, show appreciation. Number seven, celebrate each other's success. Number six, challenge your own assumptions. When you hear something that you don't know if you agree with it, challenge it before you just put it down as something that you don't agree with. Number five, be patient. Four, remain curious. Three, be gracious. Two, listen. And top on my list is to open my eyes, my mind, and my heart. I'm still on this journey of interprofessional collaboration. I'd love to have you join me. So the third step, make the experience enjoyable. If possible, have some snacks and a time for people to get to know each other. Any ideas that you have to enhance the experience will also enhance the collaboration. You won't be wasting time. When we are relaxed and celebrating different roles, different backgrounds, and different perspectives around a table, we are open to a deeper level of collaboration. Here's one fun exercise I've been thinking about. What is meant by certain acronyms? So today I'm going to pick the initials SOB. Now remember, this is a professional podcast. So thinking about the initials SOB, what does it stand for? In healthcare, it stands for shortness of breath. On bills of lading and logistics, it stands for shipped on board. In aviation, souls on board. In auctioneering, suggested opening bid. In office communication, start of business day. In academia, the school of business. Acknowledging that you can't know all about each other's acronyms is just one small way to call out the tip of the iceberg that we need to be intentional in listening to each other and in honoring each other. And then a last step is you consider your preparation for an interprofessional teamwork experience. Prepare the discussion to naturally include words that indicate teamwork and collaboration are of primary importance. Including a diverse pool of knowledge sets the stage for tackling large and complex problems. My recommendation is to use words as you shift topics, as you take breaks and come back to the room. Whenever you see a place that you can naturally include words that would indicate what this is about, 
It will affirm your desired outcome and how much it matters. Saying things like, thank you for coming together at this table. There is such synergy that is evident in this room from all the different people. Or perhaps, what question do you have that would lead us to deeper collaboration? How would curiosity make a difference in the work we do together? What barriers can be overcome through a team like us coming together? As a leadership strategist, I work with experienced leaders who understand that developing as a leader lacks momentum without personal growth and soft skill development. Learning how to implement IPC is not easy, but the rewards are tremendous in engaging your team in new ideas and new thoughts. The struggle is real in the marketplace today as leaders seek to learn the changes that are needed to grow and to retain their employees. To discuss this further, let's talk. You can reach me at healthyleadership.online. And thanks for joining me, Nina Ellison, on The Art of Leadership. 